Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Testimony Tuesday. Today I have Gail Jordan with me, so we're going to ask her a few questions. Gail, where did you grow up? I was born in Manning, South Carolina, and moved to Sumter, and later to Orangeburg, where I grew up and went to high school. Okay. So, um, your childhood, are you an only child? You, you mentioned to me earlier you you do have a brother, I have right? one brother. Okay. So kind of explain to us what your childhood was growing up. Growing up was um, not traditional, I guess. Um, my mother was very young when she um, got married yeah. and very young when she had my brother. I think she was 18 when she had my brother. And then very soon after that, um, I was born. Uh, 12 days before I was born, my dad was killed in a car accident. Oh. And my mother was very young and... She made some really bad decisions, and then when my brother and I were six and seven, we were adopted by an aunt in the family who moved us away right. from everybody. Yeah. Um, that aunt did take us to church, and that is where we um, learned about Jesus and where we both got saved and we were baptized. Um, I think I was 10. Yep. So your your brother, does he live around here? Are y'all close? He lives in... Summerton, and we are close. Okay, good. Um, now, the aunt, that is she still living? Well, she wasn't the nicest aunt, and um, when I turned 18, I moved out and moved in with um, a close family friend. Yeah. Um, and I don't have any contact with that aunt anymore. I got gotcha. you. Um, so the childhood was rough, uh, the adoption, which... You know, was good in the sense that, obviously, for for church reasons, and then you being introduced to Jesus at an early age, like a lot of kids are. Uh, I was saved at thirteen. Now, forty five, looking back, I could see, you know, if Jesus didn't get my heart that early, he probably wouldn't have gotten it. And then, two, um, it helped me, you know, in my situation with my accident paralysis and those kind of things. So. You know, God's got a perfect plan for us. It doesn't seem perfect when we're in it, right? Right. I mean, you would say that your childhood was anything but perfect in a lot of ways. I would say that, but for whatever reason, and I've thought about this recently and talked with my husband about it, I was never mad at God. I know that it was hard. Yeah. Um, there are things that I wish were different. I wish I knew my dad. Right. Um, I wish my mom was my biological mother. I wish that she did not make the decisions that she made. We were taken away from her. Right. Um, but I never was mad at God about it. Um, and I'm thankful the aunt that raised us didn't love and nurture us, but she taught us, right. you know, um, how to be good people. And, you know, we were we went to school and we did well at school. And I knew that I was, you know, that I was supposed to go to college and those sorts of things. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't um, always fun days yeah well it's you know it's good because a lot of times bad situations that's the first thing people can do is blame god it's mm -hmm. like you know what did i do to deserve these kind of things we go through situations to make us into who we are and i would dare say even though i don't know you well yet that those things have molded and shaped you into the person that you are you know today uh, you seem very strong very confident um I know you love the Lord. Um, so from the childhood transition into uh, high school, 
how did how did that go for you? How were your high school years? I loved high school. Um, for me, school was kind of an escape mm-hmm. from the home that I was not always happy in. Yep. And I always loved being there. I enjoyed school. I did well in school. Um, went to church, you know, even in, in high school. I did not party. I didn't date. I wasn't allowed to drive, you know, right. all those things um, up until my senior year. Um, but we stayed in, you know, we were still in church and, yeah. and stayed in church. So you you didn't drive until you were 18? I did not drive until I was 18. Wow. Were you a cheerleader in high school? I was not. I was in the band. Wow. I okay. I missed that one. I, I, I pegged you as a cheerleader. No. I wanted to be, but my mom, would, my aunt would not let me. I got you. Okay. So from high school, uh, you love that. Um, I loved high school from the standpoint of it, it was just playtime for me. <laughs> Then into transition into your college years, for me, uh, I didn't study well in high school, and in college was a huge shock and wake-up call to me. Study-wise, it was just a struggle for four years for me. Um, but how was it for you? I would say that um, I studied in high school, and, and it was you know, a priority and important, but because I was kept... And, you know, I wasn't allowed to date. I wasn't allowed to do anything. My first two years of college, I spent less time studying and more time partying. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I have two two boys uh, and I don't shelter them. You know, I just, I'm real with them about the world. And because I, my fear for Christy and I were, you know, if we are too strict, and I know this is going to sound weird in a lot of ways, but. You know, then it it seems to like push them more to really experiment and try to experience what they've been held back from. If that makes sense at all, I agree. Yeah, I was sheltered, and the first freedom that I got, I just you went nuts. I did. (laughs) Yeah, and I know people that have done that. Some of the top people in my class in high school uh, were very smart. um, That were probably a little more sheltered with families stricter and you know going off to college it was like yep let's do it you know i'm gonna see what i've been held back from uh and then within a year they were back home because they flunked out of of where they went well i will say my first year i did get some letters that said if your grades don't improve (laughs) you will be um luckily for me i grew out of that that probably lasted unfortunately it lasted you know, two years. By my junior year, I was on the dean's list, the president's list, and had sort of fig- gotten all that out of my system and then had my priorities kind of back in order. But um, my first year of college, I, I stayed in church because I would go home on the weekends, but it was not, re- you know, the reality of it was I was partying. You was going from then, the club yes, to the church. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Yeah, well, you and I both went to FMU and graduated from there, and I never saw a dean nor the president. So (laughs) the only thing I saw was where he lived. Right. Um, But I was grateful. You know, they have a saying that it's easy in and hard to get out. That is very true. It was very Mm -hmm. true. FMU is a difficult academic school to me anyway. Uh, I know that you're married to uh, Tab. He seems like a wonderful guy. And then you have a beautiful little daughter. So kind of tell us about how you met him and uh, y'all's relationship. I met Tab. I graduated from Francis Marion in 1999 and started my first year teaching. I was at Wallace Gregg. 
actually teach working with Tab's mom. Um, I didn't know him, mm-hmm. but I met him the, at the end of my first year teaching, I think. Um, we actually met when I was in college. Okay. And he said, I'm sorry again, but at a club. And he <laughs> says that he called me the next day, but I acted like I wasn't interested. So this was probably four or five years later that I ran into him again. Yeah. And somebody said, do you know who this is? And I was like, no. Oh, um, <laughs> well, shot to his ego. Nah. Um, but then we started dating. That was in 2000. And um, we dated for six years mm-hmm. until we got engaged. And we got married in 2007. And then Emily was born in 2012. And she's how old? She is six. Okay. Yeah, she's adorable. How would you say your relationship is, like, marriage-wise? And I ask you that question because it seems that a lot of people in church, I mean, good Christian people and families, uh, marriage is a struggle, you know, especially when, when a child comes in and now there's uh, different priorities. You know, you're busy. Tab's busy. You mentioned to me earlier that he'll be out of town some of this week. You know, how do you make all that work? Because um, you seem to have a great marriage. You know, I know none of them are perfect. But, I mean, how would you rate your relationship uh, now? On a scale of... Let's say one to five. Five being fantastic. One is like, I wish I never married him. (laughs) I would say now it's uh, at least a 4.5. Okay, Um, go Tab. When when we were dating, it would have been a one. Um, Tab's parties and my I wanted to get married, and I told you we we dated forever. Mm -hmm. He wanted to race. He wanted to hunt. He wanted to do all this other stuff. And so our, our... before we, um, our first few years dating, I guess we were young and our priorities were different. And so mm-hmm. we struggled then, but it was like, once we made up our decision, this is what we want to do. And we got married. Um, we've been married almost 12 years, almost 12 years, 11 and a half. Our marriage is great. We have a good marriage. Um, we struggle. He gets on my nerves. I get on his nerves. <laughs> But once he made the decision, that's what he wanted to do. Then, yeah. of course, you know, I wanted a baby and he wasn't ready. So we struggled a little bit with that. Yeah. Um, but once he made up his mind, and Tab's timing is good because, you know, he he looks far into the future and I kind of look right here in front of my face. And so it works so out. So you compliment one yeah, another. Yeah, compliment. So he, I'm thankful for decisions that he has made and that we've made together. Right. Um, waiting for a little while to have Emily was good because... I'm able to stay home with her. Right. If we had had her sooner, maybe I wouldn't have been able to. But once we had her, family became his priority, mm-hmm. and it had always been mine. Growing up, I didn't really have a family. It was this, you know, this family and these aunts and this, you know, couple that kind of took me in. All I wanted was a family and to be a mama. And so when that also became Tab's priority, it just, mm-hmm. you know, really worked out well for yeah. us. And um, our family is his first priority. You know, the three of us, we're a very close family. Right. Um, Emily is six. She's never spent the night away. Um, our, we say if she can't go with us, then we just can't go. Right. Um, and I miss time with him alone. But, I mean, we get that. You know, like people have these date nights. And I think that's great. But we waited so long to have her. You mm-hmm. know, we had a lot of date nights. <laughs> right. Before I was 30, you know, I was 35 when I had her. Yeah. So different things work 
for different people and for us right now is our family is a priority that's right that's a good perspective you know that um christy and i have never really done the date night thing you know our oldest son is almost 19 and um you know i think it's important like you just said for every marriage to figure out what makes it work you know and and concentrate on that and um that's good that you do that. I, just from the outside looking in, you know, looking at you, Tab, uh, and your daughter, it just seems like y'all are very close. We are. You know, so that's a good thing. All right, so, you know, here we are now. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but kind of walk us through your salvation experience and how your faith, you know, grew over the years. The first church that we attended was in Orangeburg, a little town called Cordova, and that's where my aunt and uncle took us. Um, and we had a wonderful preacher. His name was also Mac, and okay. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. But um, it was a small little country church, but it was close-knit, and you know, we had a, a, a good-sized children's program, and I loved church. I mm-hmm. remember it was a Methodist church, United Methodist. But I remember I loved going to church, and I loved um, Vacation Bible School, and I loved the Christmas programs. And um, we attended that church um, all through elementary school, all through high school. Um, And I don't remember when we stopped going or why we stopped going, but that was the church that um, I got saved in. And um, the preacher, I feel like he was, you know, partly responsible for that. Yep. And he baptized me. He also baptized my brother. Um, and I, I can't remember when we stopped going to that church, but then there was a Baptist church in Orangeburg that mm-hmm. I went to with my best friend and her family. Yep. Um, and I went to that church right on, you know, through college, like I was mentioning earlier. Right. Um, once I kind of moved away from home and college, career, unfortunately, I stepped away from my walk with God. Yeah. And I'm not happy about that. I'm not right. proud of that, but it happened. Yep. And all I can do now is kind of look forward, um, look ahead and, and, and make the changes needed. Well, and I think a lot of people, you know, whether we acknowledge it, um, we all veer off. You know, I, I don't know many people that have just stayed the course the whole complete time. You know, some of us feel like we, we were the prodigal at some point where we were just way, way off. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but the, the great thing about it and the testimony is that God continues to pursue you. You know, just as in Luke, as the father would stand on the porch, so to speak, every day and just look to see if his son was coming home or his daughter. Um, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, he patiently waits on us. Uh, he lets us make some boneheaded decisions, right, and, and goof some things up and to make us into who we are, you know. So I would say that, you know, I didn't go to church on Sunday, but I still knew God. I still believed. I still prayed. I didn't read my Bible every day. Um, but I never left him completely. Right. I just didn't spend the time needed, the time that I should have been spending with him and, and worshiping and thanking him. Right. So after Tab and I got married, you know, we talked about church. I've, I mentioned to you earlier, he didn't grow up in church. Right. Um, that That's not to say he didn't want to or it wasn't a priority, um, but he just didn't. And mm-hmm. we talked about it, and we visited several churches after we got married, but none that we returned to right. um, until we came to Lebanon. Yep, and that's where I'm going. So you've been, uh, I've been at Lebanon 
almost uh, five years now. And, uh, you know, we were laughing about how time flies because y'all been here a year. So, and we are very thankful that you're here. Um, love your family. But as we wrap it up, just kind of tell us um, how your experience has been since y'all have been here. We love Lebanon. Um, you and I were talking earlier, and I'll just sort of recap what I said. We were invited by several people to come. Right. And unfortunately, we didn't listen. We didn't listen. And then finally, you know, I mean, it was like 20 people, right? Yeah, at least. <laughs> Finally, we said, okay, let's give this church a try. Yeah. We came um, a year ago today was the first Sunday that we came, and um, we've missed one Sunday since. Yeah. Um, we love all of the pastors. Um, I love the environment. I love the people. It's important that Tab and I have our relationship with God and that um, Tab got saved at Lebanon. He was baptized here. Yep. Um, in the river. I was chicken. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if it's good, bad, and different, but we always wanted our child to know Jesus, and we wanted her to have thing. you know, we wanted her to grow up in church. Right. Like I did. Maybe he didn't. Mm -hmm. um, but that was important for us, that she know him, yeah. and that um, she got saved. Um I think the week after Tab got baptized, Miss Jeannie had been talking to them. We had talked a little bit about some things and read some books about it. And she asked Jesus into her heart, and we've talked to her about being baptized. She's not ready to do that. Well, I don't want to be the reason she does it. I want her to do it on her own. Right. Um, but this church welcomed us, and I felt like the people were like us. Nobody looked down at me. Mm -hmm. um, nobody cared that I veered away from right. church. Um Last summer, I also rededicated my life to God, got rebaptized, and you know made changes in our life um, to put Him a priority. Yeah. He is a priority. Well, I, I see now that um, you know you're stepping up to the plate and you want to um, help out in ministries here, and um, you know. I, I bet Tab's right behind it. We're going to have him doing something here shortly. Well, he joined the ERT team. That's right, he did. I, I just started, added him. Yep. Yeah, before I told Miss Jenny I would help okay. volunteer. I'm not ready to teach, but I'll volunteer. No, that's good. That's good. That that shows that you're taking a next step, you know, faith-wise and, and maturing and, and serving and those kind of things, and that's perfect. You we know. want to. I just and, and you mentioned this earlier. There, you know, there are times I feel like I'm not right for this. That you know, I'm not ready for this, or yeah. I, I'm not prepared to to teach these children. I've got a long road ahead of me. Yeah. There's a lot more that I want to know and learn and closer walk with him. Right. Um. But I'm willing to try. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just like this uh, testimony Tuesday. <laughs> I'm glad you did it because you've got a great testimony, uh, and people need to hear it. You know. So. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, this has been another episode of Testimony Tuesday. We'll see you back here next week.